1: Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa.
0: Have you suffered from depression, moodiness, irritability, and health problems? Have you noticed that people around you pick, 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 pick? pick it started in childhood and then continued on in relationships in your life? You notice that whether it's a job, a boss, and then later on, people in your neighborhood, your church. Your family. You always seem to be the one that people find fault with. No matter what you do, it's never good enough. And then you find out that your digestion, your immune system, tanks. In today's world, it's very common for people talking about bullying in school, online with kids, But does it end after school ends? It doesn't. It just plain doesn't. Today's show is gonna change your life because it's talking about how bullying in childhood predates and ends up being bullying in, in high school, college, marriage, relationships, work, and so on. We're going to talk about how you can learn to recognize the signs of bullying so that you can, and you or other people, remember now, for every bully, there is a bullied. And for every person who's bullied, there is someone who's bullying. You're going to learn how to bully-proof yourself. And that means Analyze your behavior so you make sure that you're not picking on people when you least expect it. We're taking your calls, 816-251-3555 within the U.S. and Canada. And remember, org is live, live every Wednesday from 4 p.m. Central Time or 5 p.m. East Coast Time. And you can get the show on your favorite podcast provider as well as join the live show with a question every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, if you know, we always see those people in those ads or in People magazine. We see them because they talk about them having problems with someone at school they talk about where they start getting stomach aches start getting mood problems and start having all kinds of problems is that you and then you might notice that you might have a work problem and there might be some queen bee or king bee who sets up a dynamic where they're in control and everybody else has to fall in. It's the same pattern of what happens in high school with bullying. And next thing you know, you're getting the stomach aches. You're breaking out in skin problems and rashes. You're gaining weight. You're getting tired. You can't sleep. And you're dreading going to work on Mondays, and that's the same pattern as you see in those kids, those bullying ads, and then you realize, oh my God, that's the office bully, and then you get married or you meet the man or woman of your dreams, and what happens? At first, there's that honeymoon period, like at school and work, and everything is wonderful between you and them. You like the same things. They like the same things. Everything's new and fresh. And then the same the same pattern starts going on. They have a bad day, and next thing you know, what you do is not good enough. They don't like your hairstyle. They don't like your outfit. What you create for dinner is not good enough or your jobs not good enough. You're oversharing, you're undersharing. You're too heavy, you're too thin. You're not sexy, you're too sexy. And then you begin to realize it's the same pattern. You start to make yourself smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. You want to make yourself less of a target you find yourself slumping in posture. You find yourself tired, sad, and this eerie thing happens. You can almost intuitively know when they're gonna pick on you. You might get this intuitive warning, that nameless discomfort. You can tell by the way they walk, close the door, by the way they enter, You know that they're a good heart, but something comes over you. It's like a a Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, or Miss Hyde. They may say they have bipolar. You may make excuses for them, but in the end, you may call them bipolar, one, two, three, four, five, six, and then you might call them a narcissist, a sociopath. You got some label. You may stay, you may leave, you may stay for the money, The same thing at work, you may stay for the money, you can't leave, maybe you leave only to have the same problem over and over again. This is the bullying health connection, but there's more, there's more? Well, what happens is you realize that there's something about you that's different. After one problem after another in your life, you realize that you get edgy. You get irritable. You get hypersensitive and hypervigilant to having this happen to you over and over and over again. And what happens is you get environmentally sensitive, you get environmentally anxious, and you get sensitized to people around you. After one thing, after another thing, after another thing happens to you, then you notice that the people around you say you're sensitive, and you may actually get alternative practitioners to test you for food sensitivities, environmental allergies, and then you notice that you're emotionally sensitive to the people around you. You might even say that they're toxic. And then what happens? You might find certain times of the month when your progesterone is low, you might find that you get irritable, moody, and oh my God, snappy. You might find that you're not the kindest during those times. And you have such remorse when you say something off color and people are shocked. And the next thing you know, you realize. That you're starting to lose it you may adjust your hormones you may adjust your immune system because yes after a while the person who's been bullied their brain becomes one that is sensitized to becoming more irritable moody and taking it out on others the people who are bullied end up being irritable, and taking out on others. Do they become bullies? Oh, I don't know exactly if you can call it that, but you can call it people who are sensitized relationship-wise and have emotional reactions to people in their life. If this is you, you need to see that there is something you can do to fix this. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about bullies and people who affect their health. If you want to know more about today's show, you want to go to my radio show, www.hayhouseradio.com www.hayhouseradio.com, And if you want to get online today, you want to call 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. And what's interesting about this whole bully-bullying thing is that it creates a wiring in you that is for intuition, mysticism, and believe it or not, electrical phenomenon. When people are bullied, it changes their temporal lobe for emotion, intuition, and mysticism. You might find that you're mystical, more intuitive, and as I said, more porous or sensitive to your environment. And you may find out that you actually have more problems with electricity, namely computers. As I started to do this show, it was amazing. My computer stopped working. I couldn't get the stack on Unity, nothing. So it's really hard for me to see your calls. So I'm gonna have the person who's following the calls Plug in to the callers, because for whatever reason, I cannot get the stack, which is absolutely amazing. And you might find out the same thing happens to you. And it's like struggling with a bully. The harder you struggle, the worse it is, because you cannot struggle directly. It's like playing tug of war. The more you argue with a bully, it doesn't work the same thing with electricity it is simply out of your call i'm dr mona lisa we're talking about bullying health we'll have line one apparently we can't get line one so let's go to more about the medical aspects of this for one you may find that people who are bullies have a lot of depression, anger, and rigidity. They have a kind of moodiness, vision, melancholy, sadness, and violent outbursts. You can tell if you're starting to lose it and are more prone to bulliness. okay, bulliness and irritability. On the other hand, if you are about to feel that you're being bullied, you may feel tired you may start to feel worried you may start to feel indigestion and you may have start to feel that there's problems in your immune system these may be the first signs we'll take line one christina i'm dr mona lisa how can i be of help oh hi nice to talk to you how can i be of help I saw your um, preamble
2: online and I thought I felt like that my whole life. I felt like I've been, um, you know, from a young age, for one reason or another, uh, bullied, and I ended up being um, actually fairly well educated on that side of the ledger. But I always felt that this has stayed with me no matter what situation I've been in. I feel like No matter how hard I work or how much I do or, uh, you know, I even ended up being a a long-term caregiver for my elderly parents by default, I guess, at one of six. But I ended up being the one and just feeling uh, completely uh, my whole life, I guess, underappreciated and bullied. And that, I guess, I'm starting to realize not really standing up for myself.
0: Okay, Christina, that's important. Christina, how old are you again? 65. Christina, the first thing I see is a family. Families are supposed to make us feel safe and secure and give us a sense that we belong are support and have a say. In every family, there's a hierarchy of people. Just like dogs or animals, there's someone who's the alpha, and then there are the people who are the wings, you know, the wing uh, wing people who help that king. And then there's always somebody who is the underling, the person who is, in essence, the scapegoat. Are you following me? Yes. In Judaism, the scapegoat has an important function. Every Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement, they have these two goats. Do you know about the goats? Uh, Not really, no. Okay, well, I'll tell you about the goats. Everybody knows about the scapegoat, but they don't know about the good goat. I bet you know about the good goat. The good goat travels with the scapegoat. In every family, there's the, oh, I don't know, the person who wears the white hat, the golden boy or girl. Mm -hmm. And then the scapegoat is the one that, I don't know, is the repository. They take care of everybody to try to earn love. But they're also the one who's a sensitive one, the moody one, the one that everybody makes fun of. So on the Day of Atonement, they got these two goats. One of them wears, of course, the white ribbon, white hat, and the other one wears the black hat or the black ribbon. So the rabbi put, so everybody's standing there and they're thinking about, you know, the sins they did over the year because this is a cause of the Day of Atonement. And symbolically, I think that this, they put all their sins symbolically on this poor goat. And the goat's thinking, why, why me? <laughs> Mm -hmm. It's just because this is what they're doing here. And they all stand next to a cliff. And the rabbi, this is what they used to do. I don't think they do this anymore. They probably have a symbol of it. But anyway, so the rabbi stands there and he pushes his hands on this goat. And he thinks symbolically all the sins of these people are going to be on this goat's head. The one with the black ribbon, right? Mm -hmm. And then he pushes the goat off off the cliff. That's the point. In psychology, we think in terms of that person is a scapegoat. There is another person called Salvador Mnuchin who talks about in every family, there's a sensitive one. This is you. The one that has a sensitive brain and body that can pick up unspoken problems. Just like that bird outside who's screaming bloody murder. <laughs> when he picks up problems, he tells everybody about it because no one's talking about it. Right. They can feel it. And everybody else can ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. But that bird has that voice that everybody else finds ignoring uh, aggravating. And they think, oh, come on now, there's nothing wrong. Why are you saying everything? Why can't you just show, shut up and hand us the chips or the popcorn, enjoy the movie? But you can't because you're intuitive, you're sensitive, you're a mystic, you're different. All you want to do is be like everybody else, but you're not, you're different. And you end up trying to earn love by taking care of everybody. They pick on you for being different. You try to earn lovability to be the same. And thus is the issue. They still pick on you, but they pick on you less if you help them. Mm-hmm. Salvador Mnuchin a person who followed this, said that those kinds of people tend to have digestive problems, blood sugar, weight, and so on. And then ultimately end up having problems with cortisol. Does that make sense?
2: Somewhat,
0: yeah. I have... um... Wait a minute. minute. Don't say anything. Okay. I look at your head. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I see increased susceptibility of making antibodies against your thyroid gland. I wonder if you have an increased susceptibility of having excess estrogen stores, but also a tendency toward autoimmune problems that make you susceptible to having problems with your thyroid. I look at your heart. I see a problem with your heart rate and rhythm. I can't figure out if it adds a bunch of beats and runs. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast. I wonder at a particular time when someone left you, high and dry, you had a hormonally sensitive problem in your left chest wall. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal I've seen in the past a red dotted pattern. I can't figure out. It. It's overgrowth, acid, where your esophagus and stomach and small intestine are. You think it's problems with bac- bacteria, digestive enzymes. It includes up your right upper quadrant near your small bowel and gall bladder problems. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, red ovary, and cervix, if you still have them. I see old adhesions there due to some relationship, which was extremely problematic. I see something different with both hips and your lower back. Can you please tell me your health concerns?
2: Well, I try to be very active and take very good care of myself, but I have had historically, you know, issues with the digestion. I've never really had a serious health issue, to my knowledge. I did have something show up on my thyroid a couple of
0: years ago. It was you had a, problems a, with your digestion and your thyroid. Mm-hmm. What problems with your digestion?
2: Um, I guess I would have constipation a fair bit, and then I would have. Um, uh, just, I, I started developing um, an intolerance. I would get violently ill, and it happened a couple of months ago. And uh, I was actually alone in the house, and I just sort of passed out and went in shock and ha- ended up hitting my head badly and that sort of thing. And okay, hold on happened. a second.
0: Back up, back up, back up. Mm-hmm. Okay. You think it was an intolerance. Yep. You fell and you hit your head in the back. I was in the bathroom,
2: and uh, this has happened many times. And I've determined it's um, an intolerance I'm told after having been tested for garlic. But it seems like it. Um, I'm very, very, very careful about it because I go into it. I guess what must be anaphylactic shock. It wakes me up in the middle of the night, and I have severe, uh, I guess, pains in my uh, um, intestines. And then it just uh, has. I have this very, very bad. Um diarrhea, I guess, and then I sort of pass out and just end up sometimes pass out on the bathroom floor
0: okay that doesn't happen with just plain fluid intolerance okay I think you i have a very right?
2: low I have very low uh blood pressure and I have very low you know my doctor tells me um you know sometimes I try to be fit but I have a- sometimes low resting heart rate i guess in the, probably okay. 50.
0: You need to go to an endocrinologist and have them check your cortisol levels. A real endocrinologist like a normal one that hangs out in an academic hospital. Okay. Do you understand? Because very low blood pressure and that kind of reaction, you need to really make sure that you don't have some kind of cortisol problem. Okay. Do you understand? Yes, I'm
2: taking a second. <laughs>
0: The second thing is, um, what are the, your, the thyroid problem is ticks and fleas. That means it's just neither here nor there. It's not going to make or break you. What other health problems have you had?
2: The thyroid was picked up incidentally on something else, actually. It was just I know. Happened.
0: It's not the biggest deal. Honestly. That fainting thing is a big deal. Say again? And that fainting thing is a big deal. Yes,
2: yes. Um, I guess I feel I have um, I've been in a relationship with somebody who I, I just starting. To, my mother passed away about a year or so ago, and I was a caregiver, so I was really very, very very preoccupied with that. And I guess I realized there was an issue, but I feel like I've been extremely um, just bullied. And I let me I, ask you a I, question: I, In
0: a past relationship that you were in,
2: mm-hmm. did someone
0: leave you high and dry? And then, around that time, you have some problem in your chest area. Um, what was the most catastrophic relationship you had in the past?
2: Well, I uh, was left by someone who i'm still i'm back in the relationship with, but when it did happen um, I did, uh, yes, I did have feelings like that. It was nothing that came to anything serious, to my knowledge, because I was never hospitalized or anything like no, that. No, I, but what
0: happened? What happened?
2: I don't know. I remember I was in a running group, and a couple of times when we were running, I would have severe, um, you know, breathing issues, and once I just sort of passed
0: out on the trail, that kind of thing. Okay, so listen. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, how many people in that running group passed out on the trail? Nobody else. <laughs> I know, were there seven of them? Seven out of the ten? Three out of the mm-hmm.
2: ten? We out A big group over 100 people, and I was like,
0: you were the only one that passed out on the trail. Mm-hmm. Significant. How many of them fell on their bathroom and hit their head mm-hmm. right. and had a heart rate of one? Excuse me, 50. Sorry, it might as well be one. The point of the matter is, your problem is the fourth chakra and third. Third chakra self-esteem, responsibility, and fourth is my heart is broken. Why won't you love me? Mm -hmm. Do you understand? At which time you have someone who realizes they have control of you, so let's trash them. Do you understand? Third chakra is the adrenal gland that makes cortisol. You really have to get someone who's standard to measure your cortisol. And they'll do fasting and they'll do a cocheson test, which I'd rather not get into. It's a big deal. Okay? Okay? But the other thing is you really need a stress test to find out why your blood pressure is really low and low cortisol can cause that. I adrenal adrenal. have one
2: scheduled for October coming up. Actually, as a result of that last fall,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's not normal, and that's not a food intolerance. That doesn't happen, okay. and the food intolerance does not give you a resting heart rate of fifty. Okay. How tall? What did are you? you say the third chakra was? Third chakra is adrenal gland cortisol, and the okay. person can have a very low heart rate of fifty and have that fainting problem with the blood pressure. Okay. Especially when they're running or standing. If going from a line down to a standing position, you know, that's different. But this thing, when you're running or whatever, you need to find out if that's cardiac, adrenal insufficiency, or both, okay? Okay. you got to do this. Will you do this for, you know, for someone? Yes, I
2: think you asked me how. Uh, I'm about 5'2".
0: And how much do you weigh?
2: I weigh uh, probably 115,
0: 120, you know. It does, you're not anorexic, okay? So something going you know. on here. Yeah. Do you know that oh no, I have a great
2: percent, appetite, I eat well.
0: I know, not, I know. Yes. 15% of all people who have um, low thyroid actually develop antibodies as well against their adrenal gland okay. and don't make enough adrenal gland cortisol. Good luck. Thank Coming you very up, kindly. We're going to talk about all the reasons why you I can know. prevent yourself from being bully yeah. and not being a bully. You're listening to Healthy Living, Intuit- Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. We're glad you found us.
1: This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living
0: Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Today's show has been dedicated to bullying and health. We've talked about the bullies, now talk about you, if you've been bullied, first of all, it makes your body stiff because you are protecting yourself from further onslaught. And then your mind starts to worry. Third center is the area for defending yourself. Your digestive tract starts to get stiff. It's like you're trying to put a shield of armor in front of you. The muscles in your body, including your digestion, start to lose their normal rhythm. And so the normal rhythm peristalsis in your digestion starts to get disrupted. So thus, the IBS, constipation, or diarrhea. And then this sort of mechanism, normal rhythm of making decisions gets disrupted. You get this indecisive then the sense of the environment around the bully doesn't feel safe your home environment your work environment your immune system will let you know what environment doesn't feel safe your immune system will either get revved up with allergies or the normal areas where all of us live in epstein-barr virus a variety of bacteria whether it's strep staph or even the bacteria live, that live within our bowel or on our skin, it overgrows because our anxiety goes to our adrenal gland. And our adrenal gland, because we're trying to defend ourselves, produces too much cortisol, which is like being on steroids, and our defenses ironically go down. Bacteria overrun us, and we either get infections or get overgrowth. So thus, those people we get abdominal distension and bacterial overgrowth. And then their immune system gets out of whack and they get either food intolerances or actually allergies. Then the epinephrine makes muscles clamp down and your vessels don't work. You either get faint, dizzy like the last lady, or you have insufficient cortisol like the last lady, or the blood doesn't go to your hands. Raynaud's, which is an autoimmune problem, or you get cold hands. You're more likely to bruise easy. These are all in Chinese medicine spleen problems. Not to mention the circulation issues of dizziness, vertigo, and uh, being pale. This constant epinephrine of, of feeling that you have to be ever vigilant to the next attack makes you mentally exhausted, like someone being on call, being a guard, You are mentally exhausted. And so it goes on and on and on and on. The point is, is that what can make and help us? You have to look for the people who protect. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood said, always look for the helpers. They are there. When there's a bully, look for the helpers ironically people who have a history of trauma and bullies ironically actually look for the bullies they don't they don't know who they can trust they actually have an uncanny capacity to pick someone who actually is not on their side and distrust distrust the people who are on their side so you may need the help of a cognitive behavioral therapist To help you learn the appropriate cues of who you can trust because unwittingly you may have problems with social cues and not pick who you really can trust the second thing is you learn need to learn how to start to get back the rhythm in your life because the rhythms in your body whether it's your heart rate gets out of whack and your digestive tract gets out of whack, you have to reestablish rhythms and schedules. You have to get up on time, eat on time, eat regular amounts of food, and then be mindful while you're eating. You don't do long binges of any kind of work or activity, or even watching shows. Binging a show is not good for you. Regular changes. No obsessionality because it's a form of compulsion and anxiety. And do breaks where you do nothing. No extremes of anything. Regularity. No cold food. No extremely hot food. No raw food. No overcooked food. Minimal sweets. No irregular bedtime. And minimal caffeine. And I look at that list and I go, <laughs> because that's what I've gotten in the last month. We'll go to Sean, 52, line three. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help?
1: Hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I heard your Uh, comments earlier on Facebook as well as uh, when you started the show, and I recall the recent issue where at my job I was dealing with somebody who, um, in a certain way, uh, uh, I felt taken advantage of, bullied. It wasn't anything physical, but this person would just call out sick to Mondays a month for several you know, months, (laughs) over a year's time. And I work in this, uh, I work in the mental health field. And so this was another person that I was sharing work with. And so all of the work was on me. And um, I started getting, you know, frustrated, resentful, and um, dreading going to work on Mondays. So... It's um, a
0: bit more complicated than that. Can I explain why? Sure. You're a very positive person. You see the best in someone. You are great at seeing details, but you have a hard time seeing the whole system. Mm -hmm. Like walking and chewing gum. It's hard for you to see this person implicit in a system. And this is Uh the key. This is the key. This person calls in twice a month. However, you're not an idiot. You have a great capacity to see the problem But you would say something. There's a third person involved that you realize or feel that you can't say something to somebody. You think the problem is just this person, but it's not. It's also the reason why you can't do anything about it. Do you understand what I'm saying?
1: A third person.
0: Let me explain. Mm -hmm. You share to call or share responsibility with this person, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You must have with this individual a supervisor, correct?
1: Oh, yes.
0: Oh, oh, Oh. You're trying to have a relationship with this person, and the third person is not doing their job. You're focusing on Mr. Taking out, taking, taking off every Monday person. Mm -hmm. but You're not focusing on the real person who's not doing their job. The real person who's not doing their job is not the person who's furloughing themselves. It's the person who's not watching what's going on. The manager. Mm. They're supposed to be managing you. They're supposed to be watching what's going on. They're supposed to be organizing and planning. That's the real person Mm. who's the ball. And really, Mm. you're not stupid. You probably have hinted, cajoled, or done a lot of things to try to tell this individual not to do this. And then what usually happens next if they won't change? What are you supposed to do next?
1: That's the problem.
0: No, I don't it's know what to do problem. next. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You do it. Do you have a manager? Oh,
1: oh, oh, of course. Of course. Yes.
0: Okay. Of course you have a manager. And the manager yes. does what? They manage. Your manager controls what you two do. And they are a frontal executive function in the brain. They monitor your success is or failures. Hmm. So why can't you go to your manager and say, I've tried to handle this, but he's calling in sick every two weeks. Why can't you do that? Cat got your tongue?
1: It's a good question. Um, I ended up working with somebody in in my area who basically did that for me, but you're asking me why didn't I? No
0: no. (laughs) What do you mean that Hello? Listen. Yes. If they did it for you, it's not effective. It's ineffective. Yes. It is not strong. It's like if somebody serves me bad food, I go out in the parking lot and I have some stranger go in and complain to the manager. The manager goes, I don't know who you are. And if that person really had a problem, they'd come to me directly. It's triangulation. It must not be that bad if he didn't come to me directly. And it also explains why someone's able to dump on you and treat you and manipulate you. Because Mr. Skip every Monday knows he can do it because you won't either address him directly or call his boss on it. Yeah. You know, I hate to evoke Oprah. (laughs) But she says we train people how to treat us. Oh. You might as well give guy a testimonial dinner in a canned ham basket. (laughs) You're training him to do that. Or like a cat who pees on the rug, every time she pees on the rug, I give her food. So eventually she'll piss, excuse me, she'll pee on the rug, so I Mm -hmm. give her some cat food. You understand Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Yes. It's clear as a
1: bell as you're saying it.
0: Right. So whatever, what's to prevent him from skipping every Monday? There's no consequence. Right. And if anything, he thinks he can get away with it because you you look pretty terrified. You look pretty terrified that he thinks he can get away with anything. I'm surprised he doesn't skip every Monday. Hmm. Or Tuesdays. What makes you think he won't up the ante you ever heard that's what bu- bu- that's what bullies do your problems the fifth chakra it has to do in first chakra first chakra has to do with families organizations it's supposed to make us feel safe and secure and fifth has to do with having a voice and having a say i would give good money and probably bad money that this has happened to you in relationships the people have cheated on you, stole money, and you've said that's okay, and you let them get away with it, and you turned you're you're turned away. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh yes has it happened?
1: Stealing from em- employees has stolen from me uh I've had a sibling steal from me I've had um people <laughs> strangers steal. My stuff. So, and um, now I did something about the the, uh, the strangers stealing my stuff. But um,
0: it's always you easier. Know, not... It's always easy to be assertive with a stranger than someone you love, because you're afraid mm-hmm. to lose their love, and you're probably afraid of standing up to this person because you have to deal with them every day. But on the other hand, you have to deal with your feelings of anger toward yourself that you're not standing up to him. I look at your head. Vision and hearing hearing are the primary problem. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I think you have very, very flexible fingers, limbs, or something. I can't figure out if you do yoga or some kind of Tai Chi or something you do that makes your limbs very flexible. But you're overly flexible and malleable to people who its ridiculous. I look at your heart. Mm -hmm. I hear an extra sound in one of the valves in your heart. Mm -hmm. I wonder if somebody in your family has a collagen problem. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I see a red dotted pattern and your lower colon and rectal areas. I can't figure out if that's an inflammation along the lining. I can't figure out if it's an old virus or what that is. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder. I look at your prostate. I see a capacity to having mixed handedness ambidextrous or something different about your brain organization. I wonder if your skin is sensitive to the sun, certain foods or things in the environment. I look at your neck, upper back, lower back and sacral areas. I see something different, a genetic predisposition to problems with your spine. I wonder whether in the past your lower back is much different than it used to be. I can't figure out if you repair or had somebody fix L3, L4, L5. I see some problem with flexibility in your lower spine. I see someone cheat on you, have an affair on you, and you never thought that they did it. You just thought that you grew apart. You're in many ways trust the the universe, the divine, more than you do people. Can you please tell me your health concerns?
1: Mm. Uh, well, my main concerns have been um, uh, oh. neck and lower back pain
0: um, wait a before don't go anywhere. Tell me about your lower back.
1: Well, it's interesting um, in the, it, I I've had, you know, minor, very minor issues with uh, lower back discomfort until the last couple of years. And and I've been in a very intensive um, uh, learning environment with psychoanalysis. And in the last couple of years, my back has gotten uh, more regularly uncomfortable, painful. I tend to work on my posture as well as, you know, um, uh, other um, like mental health and meditation, being mindful of these things. And the pain usually is not severe, but it's, you know, moderate. And then more recently, I've had issues with my right um, hip and groin area um, that has been in the last, I don't know, 8 to 12 months.
0: And um, what kind of spine run you in your family?
1: Um, well, um, my mother has um, significant, uh, um, like, spondylosis. Uh, that she has severe back pain. She has kind of also a chronic pain syndrome. She has a lot of um, immune problems, she, celiac disease. lot of things there um but uh and then i myself have been diagnosed with scoliosis long ago but it really was
0: back back, back. that's so Uh you do have problems with scoliosis that's what i meant by a spinal problem that's partly genetic
1: oh i see
0: so i knew that it wasn't just your lower back you have to go to someone who knows about scoliosis I knew I sniffed this out. One scoliosis mm-hmm. person is going to pick out someone else from a, um, no. I could pick out someone yeah. from Shea Stadium, but sniff it out at the distance. It wasn't just a normal lower back. There's a guy named Norman Geshwin who talks about people with scoliosis. It isn't just a spinal problem. It's a difference between the right and the left brain. They call it a laterality problem. Hmm. Actually, an asymmetry problem. Well, the normal dominance of the left brain is different. A person can be more ambidextrous or be left-handed. That something is different about their brain organization. And that's it's why I actually, I know, wait a minute. That's why I picked yeah? out also, when I went to you, I saw something different about your brain organization. That either you had mixed handedness, mixed dominance, that you was either ambidextrous or left-handed. There was something different about your brain organization. Do you do anything with your left hand? You may write with your right hand, but you there's something different about your hand and this brain organization.
1: I, I, I play musical instruments, so I play the piano. I've been playing the guitar lately, um, and that's maybe the flexibility you were talking about. Um, and early on in life, my mother said I preferred my left hand, but they encouraged me to use my right.
0: There you go. Okay. So you've always been different. There's a quote by Barbara Streisand in Hello, Dolly. She was always knocking things over. And she drove um, Ryan O'Neill crazy. Because he was a klutz. And she said, Steve, and his name wasn't Steve, it was Howard. But she called him Steve. This is a hilarious movie. She said, Steve. He said, my name is not Steve, it's Howard. She said, Steve. She never corrected herself. Steve. I know I'm different. I know I'm different. But from now on, I'm going to try to be the same. He said the same. She said, you know, the same is not being different. You know you've been different. You know this, Steve. Oh, Oh, (laughs) yes. You're Sean or Bruce. You get it? Yeah. And other people know, too. And that's a key in the wild. We would hope that humans had advanced beyond being animals. But the way animals are, if there's something different about an animal, they'll destroy it. If an animal, a mother, sees something that's different about one of her puppies, she'll kill it. It's just the way the wild works. They don't, you know, they want the whole species. They don't want, you know, the herd to be, you know, held back or something. But you know mm-hmm. there's something different about you. The thing is, is that someone who's unique stands out. In neuropsychology, we call it the salient feature. It's that bright and shiny object. It stands out. And if someone's in a bad mood, it's like, unfortunately, use this analogy. When a gunman is walking in the room to shoot someone, they see the person who's different. The one who's standing out. And that's why sometimes it's good to blend. First chakra has to do with families. Learning the skill of being independent, being unique, but also belonging. Because we know from other people's other studies that learning how to get support in the group and learning how to blend in is for survival. And that's what you try Mm -hmm. to do in a herd. Unfortunately, there's a time to stand up. I have a slide of this in PowerPoint now. There's a time to blend, and there's a time to stand up and go, enough! I've had enough of this with you. You get it?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: People who... Blend in, know how to show a look like. Don't even think of it if you're thinking of coming over here and scrolling with me, think again. <laughs> and it's all in the mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't have that look. No, you're <laughs> invited. no you don't. You're just invited. <laughs> you're happy to be invited to the party. Mm-hmm. There was when I was a camp counselor, there was a little girl who was blonde, it's a sweet thing you remind me of her. And there was this other girl who was stormy. We used to call him disturbed. Something, she was moody or something was wrong with her. So she looked around the whole group of kids, and her eye fell on that little sweet little girl that stood out. She was the only one in line. She was the only one who had her towel all rolled up. You know what I mean? Compliance, sweet. So I was a camp counselor. I was standing in the window doing my awards for the week. And I saw this moody, dark, little girl go up to the kid. Not dark as in complexion. I mean dark as in her mood was stormy. She goes up to the kid and she just wails her right upside the head. She's a bully. I I went, hey, what are you doing? I like yelled. And she jumped because she couldn't believe anybody saw it. And I went in and I said, why did you do that? And you know what she said? She said, because I didn't like the look of her. I went, what? That's all you got from me? I don't like the look of her? And the other kid was like, wah, wah. So I made her sit in the office like 45 minutes. And I went, so you want that to happen to you? You want anybody to do that? No. Are you going to do it again? No. I went, then go out there and play right, right? So I watch her from the corner of another window, and I watch her look both ways, right? And guess what she does? Mm-hmm. She goes right up to that sweet kid who's standing out. Because she is a salient feature, she's different, she has a, diff- mm. a difficult she has a typical organization, and you know what I'm talking about, and what does she do? She winds up and she wails right upside the head. Do you get it?:
1: Oh God, yeah, I
0: think you get it. so you're going to yeah. learn this this. you're going to learn how to blend in, but love yourself just the way you are, and you're going to learn this with dbt D s and dog B's and boy Ts and Townhawk. But you're going to learn to love what's unique about you. Love, 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 love it. Do you understand? Yeah. Do you get it?
1: Yes, yes.
0: But you know that I'm not normal. God knows I'm not normal. <laughs> I learned how to blend and be the class clown. But suffice it to say, I learned how to find my niche. Good luck. I want to thank you. Thank
1: you so much, Dr. Malisa. Today.
0: You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa.
1: Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.